Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could join us because I'll tell you what, the guests that we have today are doing something really, really special. They're in a special place in the United States. I mean, I lived in San Diego, California during my early 20s. And I've got to tell you that what they have going on right now is so exciting, so cutting edge in the clean tech industry. I'm thrilled to be able to share what they're doing with you. I think that they're creating a template that a lot of communities may want to try to replicate. Um, and I, I'm just so excited about it. Before we begin, I, I want to give a quick shout out to all those who are really active and having a good time uh, last night and today on our Facebook group. Uh, many of you know that besides being the host of Go Green Radio, I'm the founder and executive director of the Go Green Initiative. And our Facebook group has just been alive lately. We have been having a blast. Last night, I was up late having a conversation with a high schooler who is the head of his green team at a high school in Oklahoma and a woman who's in the hotel industry in Indonesia. And the three of us were talking about different ways to go green. It was really fun, really exciting. If you want to be a part of that conversation, go to our website, gogreeninitiative.org and click on the button that says join us on Facebook and get involved. We are having a blast. Well, today we are joined by Lisa Bicker and Jason Anderson. They are, Lisa is the CEO of Clean Tech San Diego. Jason is their vice president and the executive director of their foundation. And we're going to be talking to them today about how their nonprofit organization, Clean Tech San Diego, is creating the perfect incubator for clean tech companies to locate in San Diego, grow, thrive, hire, and lead the world in clean tech. Lisa, so glad to have you on Go Green Radio. Welcome. Thanks so much, Jill. We're delighted to be here. Well, it's awesome. You know, when people think of San Diego, they might think of it as a tourist spot. Some people think of it as a military town or even a a hub for the aerospace industry. But your organization is striving to help San Diego become known as a hub for clean tech. Let's let's begin by having you tell our listeners about Clean Tech San Diego and how it first got started. Give us a little history lesson there. Sure. Happy to do that. Cleantech San Diego is a nonprofit trade group, and our mission is to ensure that the San Diego region takes a lead position in this global transition to a clean energy economy. And the mayor and uh, several other leaders of both the private sector community and the public sector community three years ago looked at the San Diego region and believed that there was a lot of activity, disparate activity in the clean tech sector. 
They saw that we had a number of research institutes focused on clean tech, that we had a lot of private sector activity that was directed toward clean tech, and that we had a number of grants uh, geared toward ensuring our leadership. And the thought was we needed a separate organization that could pull all of this exciting activity into one place so that the region could benefit from these multiple efforts. And their belief was right on target. Now that Clean Tech San Diego is formed, we were created three years ago, it's very clear to us that there's a tremendous amount of activity in the region, and we're well on our way to helping San Diego be at the front of the line as the world transitions to a clean energy economy. You know, I love what you said. We really are transitioning. I mean, if if oil was sort of the lifeblood of the 20th century economy, it, it's by all indicators, it really looks like clean technology will fuel the 21st century economy. And uh, I think it's so wise that your community came together, all these different stakeholders to say, uh, let's collaborate, let's form a team to make sure that we're at the, the forefront. Now, I love the way that you position yourself to members and potential members. You really do a great job of spelling out, if you become a member of Clean Tech San Diego, here's what's in it for you. And I think that's a fair question for any organization to ask when they are faced with you know, membership obligations of one sort or another. Talk about your value proposition for the community of San Diego. What What is it that you believe compels organizations to become members of Clean Tech San Diego? Sure. Uh, the most important thing that we provide is a forum. Clean Tech San Diego is connective tissue. We are at the kind of most basic level a public-private partnership. It was the mayor of San Diego, Mayor, mayor Jerry Sanders, who looks at clean tech as an economic opportunity, uh, who really took a leadership role in pulling together the private sector and the public sector. So we like to be the place that large companies like GE and Honeywell and Bank of America can come together and meet with small, exciting upstart companies like Veridity Energy uh, and others and partner with the public sector. So at our board meetings, you see representatives of the private sector as well as uh, the heads of our universities, UC San Diego, San Diego State, Tony Hamet, who is the director of the Scripps Institution of Oceanography, is a founder of the organization and our vice chair. Uh, We also have several of the cities, both in the North County and the South County, sit at our table. So it's really an opportunity for these diverse stakeholders who are all looking to achieve the same objective, which is create some leadership around clean technology. It's an opportunity for us to have not only a conversation, but create an action agenda to move forward more effectively and accelerate our goals as a region. So that's the primary value proposition, the opportunity to be at a table where you have multiple and diverse stakeholders that you may not have otherwise had a conversation with about how to get there better and faster in the clean tech sector. I love it. You know, many of our Go Green Radio listeners know that I have a real passion for the greening of schools. So as I was checking out your website, I was really interested and impressed with the testimonial that came from your San Diego Unified School District. I'd like to read a portion of their statement in in the way that they talked about Clean Tech San Diego and then ask you to comment on this particular project. Here's what they said. 
A recent clean tech San Diego-led coalition made possible a $70 million award of federal clean renewable energy bonding capacity to San Diego Unified. Clean Tech San Diego delivered legal, financial, technical, and administrative support to get it done, all at no cost. I'm going to repeat that no cost to the school district, but rather through the good graces of other clean tech San Diego members. That is impressive, Lisa. Talk more about that project. Sure. This is um, a really fun story for the region. And in 2009, when there was a lot of activity around how can we attract uh, federal recovery dollars, Clean Tech San Diego looked at the landscape, and given the fact that San Diego is the number one solar city in this sunny state of California, we wanted to focus our efforts mm-hmm. around solar energy. We also wanted to provide some real tools to our municipalities, cities, and universities that may not have the resources or expertise to attract federal funding. So the real story here is we tapped into our private sector members like Latham and Watkins and Stone and Youngberg and others, and they offered pro bono services to identify CREBS, which stands for Clean Renewable Energy Bonds, as a potential opportunity. And we used our private sector members to assist our public sector members like uh, the San Diego Unified School District, like the city of Lemon Grove, the city of Santee, and assisted them in filing for these federal applications. And the end result of that process was that the San Diego region received 19% of the total dollars available nationwide. So wow. one of every $5 came to San Diego. And San Diego Unified School District was a major beneficiary, as, as uh, noted they uh, have access now to $70 million of low-interest bonding capacity to put more solar on their roofs. So while I'm really pleased that one of $5 came to San Diego, I'm more pleased that our community, our private sector members and our public sector members came together to uh, achieve a win for the region. That coalition is still together and meeting later today to talk about creative ways we can finance solar in our community. That is so fantastic. And I know from dealing with school districts that have registered with the Go Green Initiative in all 50 U.S. states, school districts could spend, you know, half a generation trying to forge the kind of partnerships um, that you delivered up on a silver platter. I mean, and, and really, it can just take so much time to get all the right heads together and everybody focused in the same direction. Um, what a value. What what an amazing thing you've done for the community by bringing that together. I, I read another terrific testimonial from the city of Santee that you mentioned just a moment ago, and and I read their praise of Clean Tech San Diego. I'd like for you to share with our listeners how your organization facilitated the achievements that we're about to hear from the city of Santee. They said, the city of Santee began working with Clean Tech San Diego to launch an efficiency and renewable energy opportunity. Through this effort, Clean Tech San Diego has guided Santee in the development of its sustainability project aimed at saving taxpayer dollars, love that, saving taxpayer dollars through energy efficiency, water conservation, and sustainable workplace practices. Tell us a little bit more about that project. Sure, and that's really, again, a testament to our member uh, the city of Santee, which had a terrific vision for its community that they wanted to really execute on a sustainability agenda. They wanted to save their uh, 
citizens money and provide them a greener environment and didn't know exactly how to go about it. So Cleantech San Diego being what we are, which is essentially connective tissue, uh, we reached out to UC San Diego, which is sort of like a little city and has <laughs> spent the last 10 years with its 45,000 students experimenting on clean and green uh, policies and practices and have really established themselves. They're known as one of the top 10 greenest universities in the nation, and they have a lot of lessons learned. And this is another beauty of our region, the fluid relationship between our universities and research institutes and both the private sector and the public sector and communities is, is very rich, and it really uh, goes to all of our benefit. And UC San Diego that has a number of practices in place opened its doors, met with the city of Santee and all of their uh, departments concerned about this and said, here's what's worked for us. We have some of the same challenges you do. We need to save money. We have less resources available from the state. We have clear objectives that we want to meet in terms of becoming more green. Here's what worked for us and provided some best practices to the city of Santee that they're now well on their way of executing. And it's created a real viral effect in that community where their schools have contests, uh, and it's really kind of raised the energy IQ, if you will, of that whole community. I'm so proud of their leadership uh, in the region. That's fantastic. And, you know, you hear stories of, of big cities doing these kinds of things, um, but not as many stories about smaller communities, tighter little, you know, neighborhood, uh, bedroom communities, uh, you know, reaching these kinds of heights when it comes to sustainability planning and to have a resource, you know, with their neighboring city that they can tap into is, is just phenomenal. You know, the testimonial from Santee mentions water conservation. And I know that a lot of clean tech is focused on clean energy solutions, but as we know, water supply is going to be a challenge for San Diego in the future. I mean, you're not alone. There are a lot of other communities, both in California and outside of California, where that's the case. Are there some clean tech solutions in the works for addressing the water issue in your region? What do you have going on there? Well, I'll tell you, um, and I know we're going to talk about, you know, clean tech San Diego is just a robust innovation environment and we benefit from our private sector more than I can say on this on this radio show we have close to 800 clean technology companies and over a hundred of those are in the water space that means they're either focused on water conservation or improving water quality or um, some similar uh, area and it's no surprise since we're so challenged in California as a whole but particularly here in San Diego Uh, our innovation community has in many ways stepped up. And Santee has identified this as a core area and is looking at a number of creative solutions for themselves. Interestingly, they're also looking at ways they can combine issues around water and energy and are looking at creative things. We have a regional company that's focused that's called Flotovoltaics, where you take uh, PV and you float it on unused or differently used waterbeds. And Santee is looking at that creative solution that's coming out of San Diego. So that's just that's one cool. example of the vibrancy that you see mm-hmm. here when you bring our private sector together with the public sector. Well, and it makes perfect sense, Lisa, because uh, people are just beginning to kind of get their heads around this, but it takes a lot of energy to deliver clean water 
to end users. I mean, we turn on our tap, there's actually a lot of energy involved in moving that water, cleaning that water, getting it to us. And conversely, uh, there are a lot of energy technologies, not so much the clean energy technologies, but certainly uh, some of the old traditional uh, power plants require clean water to help run their operations. So there's a real symbio- uh, symbiotic relationship between water and energy. So that makes perfect sense. We've got to go on a quick commercial break, but it's going to be quick. We're going to be right back with more from Clean Tech San Diego. So folks, don't go away. Much more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest best the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you're listening to go green radio with your host jill buck jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show so call us toll free at 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 write to us too save some trees and send us an email to go green radio at gmail.com that's go green radio at gmail.com now back to go green radio with your host jill buck Welcome back to Go Green Radio. I've got to give a quick shout out to all my tweeps. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to Go Green Radio every week. You guys are terrific. If you'd like to be a part of the Twitter conversation that we're having, you can follow me at, at Jill Buck. And uh, we are just always having a blast out there. Um, thanks so much for joining us. We're joined today by Lisa Bicker. 
and Jason Anderson. They are the CEO and vice president of a nonprofit organization I find fascinating. It's called Clean Tech San Diego. And they are creating this amazing collaboration between public and private entities in the city of San Diego to create, gosh, I mean, you could call it a hub or you could call it an epicenter of innovation and business success in clean tech. Uh, it's a very exciting place to be. Jason's going to be uh, talking with us now about their cluster database. Jason, you guys have about 800 companies in your database, and they're categorized as either innovators or facilitators. Help us understand your cluster database in greater detail and help our listeners understand how that database is actually utilized by the community. Sure, Jill. Thank you. Again, thank you for having us on today. Uh, before I do that, let me say that you know Lisa talked a little bit about um, the involvement of our members and the importance of our members to our organization. And Glenn Mosier with UBS Financial Services is really the mastermind behind our database and puts a lot of time into mining clean tech companies in San Diego to ensure that we have a good representation and an adequate and accurate representation of the companies in our region. Um, our cluster database, as you said, is around 767 companies in our region. Um, about half of those are what we call in innovators, and those are companies that are actually creating or inventing new technologies here in San Diego. Uh, the other half of those are what we define as facilitators, and those are companies that either install or implement these technologies that the other half of the database is creating. Um, our database is robust. It's broken down into subsectors of the clean tech industry. Um, as I said, we monitor it very closely to ensure that it is an accurate account of the companies in our region. Um, and it's utilized primarily by um, people that are visiting our website, people that are interested in the San Diego region. Um, we receive a lot of international attention to our website, um, as well as local attention to our website. And most of that attention is drawn to the database, um, whether it's for business development opportunities or whether it's for a better understanding of what our clean tech sector looks like. Um, but we have it set up to where you can go in, you can look at the companies, you can read a little bit about the company and the technology that they are creating here in the region, and then actually link to their website. Um, it's obviously a great resource for Clean Tech San Diego members, uh, but it's also a great resource for the, the general public at broad. And is it kind of like a, a yellow pages, if you will, of clean tech companies in San Diego? I mean, can you, you just reach out and contact the, the companies if you find them in the database? Yeah, let's, let's actually refer to it as a green pages. Um, but, but <laughs> That's it right. Is, it is very much like that. We do have information, um, again, links to company websites so that people can go in, uh, get contacts for those companies, and reach out to them directly. And are all of the companies listed in your database also members of Clean Tech San Diego? One day I hope to say that, yes, they are. Um, right now they are not. Uh, we actually have about 100 and actually 102 companies that are members of our organization, and that number continues to grow. Um, our ultimate goal is obviously to engage everyone in the activity that the organization is working on, and we're slowly getting there. Uh, as we are just a three-year organization, those things take time. Uh, mm -hmm. But it is an eventual goal of ours to incorporate most of the industry, most of the companies into our, our organization, into the mission of the organization. Well, it seems clear from what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from you all that it's simply in those companies' best interest to do so. I mean, um, 
I, I just can't imagine that anybody wouldn't want to be part of the exciting collaboration and successes that you're enjoying for the region. Um, I think that's just incredibly exciting. Now, your website mentions that you have recently enhanced your membership with numerous international organizations. And I'd love for you to talk about some of those organizations and how their involvement benefits the San Diego-based members. Sure. Well, first, let me start and in, in why they really got involved. And last year, Clean Tech San Diego was named one of the top 10 clean tech cluster organizations in the world. Uh, I'll emphasize in the world. I think it's very important. As Lisa mentioned earlier, this is a global economy. Um, We're competing globally with other countries, not just other states in the United States, but also creating and forming partnerships with those other countries. Um, And with the, the designation as one of the top 10 clean tech cluster organizations in the world, we began to have a much broader reach out to um, other members that are international partners of ours. And those include organizations like Austrade, the Consulate uh, of Canada in San Diego, uh, the Swedish American Chamber of Commerce, Swiss Clean Tech, the Toronto Stock Exchange, UK Trade and Investment, in addition to the World Trade Center San Diego. Um, and it's important for us to be in partnership with these organizations. I think the member benefits for Clean Tech San Diego members is we're helping to form relationships between San Diego-based companies and other-based companies abroad. Um, as I said, it's a global economy. Clean tech is very much a global uh, competitive economy. Um, and it's important for us as we, as we grow our, our membership base and our database here in San Diego, our number of companies here in San Diego, that we also provide them with access to international partners. Mm-hmm. That sounds perfectly reasonable. And I'll tell you, as a strategic advisor for the joint U.S.-China collaborative on clean energy, uh, I think we've got some connections we need to share because it's true. It's not just the, the partnerships, but the opening of markets. And particularly when you're looking at some of the BRIC countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, to, to get into those markets and for your companies to sell in those markets, which are you know investing their amazing GDP growth in infrastructure like new energy and and clean energy options, um, it takes relationships. And if you're helping them to forge those relationships, uh, that's a a huge plus because it's very difficult if you're brand new to those markets to break in all by yourself. You're exactly Um, right. And and, and our our key partner, which is the World Trade Center on, on many of these initiatives, um, as Lisa said, often uh, we are a facilitator and we facilitate meetings to to allow our clean tech sector to grow. And this international component is just one aspect of that. I think that's a fantastic service to your members. Now, I was reading on your website about the iHub initiative. Um, that was a new term to me. I'd love for you to talk about the fact that you all were designated as an iHub and how that designation benefits San Diego to be part of that. Sure. Well, the iHub designation is won by the state of California. Um, It actually stands for Innovation Hub. And the purpose behind that is to really encourage regions to work together, work collaboratively um, on economic development strategies around the clean tech sector. Uh, This is something that San Diego has been doing for years. We've done it in the biotech industry. We've done it in the IT uh, sector um, and it was something that we were really already doing within the clean tech space. Um, but the governor, Governor Schwarzenegger at the time, put out a call for innovation hubs. It was a competitive process throughout the state of California. Um, as San Diego does well, um, different partners came together, 
put on paper what we thought um, made sense for us in terms of an IHEB designation and really based on some of the activities that we were already focused on. And, and those were around energy storage, which you talked about earlier, in addition to biofuels and solar. Um, what the IHEB designation means for us is it, it really just recognizes from the state uh, what we are already doing, but also allows us to go after different um, competitions, different grants that are available both at the state and federal level as a collaborative community here in San Diego. And tell us about some of those success stories in, in going after um, those resources. I think first and foremost, and I think we'll talk about it a little bit later, so I won't go too much into it, but I think biofuels is the most successful component of the IHUB right now in terms of reaching out and attracting new dollars down into our region. Um, that The program around that, and I'll, we'll get to that in a, a next segment, um, but is really geared on building the, the region's biofuels sector here in San Diego and Imperial Valley, which is the county east of us. Right. Well, and you know, I we have about a minute before we go to commercial break, but I'd just like to touch on the public policy advocacy piece of the organization. Tell us just a little bit about how you get involved in that component of, you know, your, your mission. Well, from what we've already talked about today, I think your listeners may think that we're a very large and very well-staffed organization, and unfortunately <laughs> that's not the case. We only have about four and a half employees on our team. Um, so it takes a lot of our members to really um, – promote what we're doing and to uh, make us successful in the areas that we focus on. And on the state and federal level, we're in the process right now of organizing two different groups, one based uh, in Sacramento and one in D.C. that brings together very similar organizations to as ours throughout the state of California and throughout the country to start to create a unified voice both in Sacramento and California and in D.C. for the rest of the, the country are really around clean energy policies and economic development policies that support the growth of clean tech sectors. As I said earlier, we're a small staff, uh, but we do have to find outlets that can, can let us into these communities, these, these legislative communities, so that they, we can be impactful to our members. We also have an advocacy committee that is um, a, a very well-run committee and well-staffed committee um, and a lot of participation because we know that people in our community have an interest in the policies that are going to impact, impact their business from a day-to-day standpoint. That's brilliant. Uh, certainly great to, to have innovation going on and have you know, business booming, but, but there is a lot of public policy and there are a lot of uh, regulatory uh, pieces to the clean energy sector. And, and you, you really couldn't be a comprehensive um, organization and serving the needs of your clean tech community without that piece. So I think that's terrific. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but we're going to be right back with more clean tech San Diego. So don't go away. Much more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? 
or 14%. Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Today we're joined by the CEO of Cleantech San Diego, Lisa Bicker, and the Vice President and Executive Director of the Cleantech San Diego Education Foundation, Jason Anderson. Uh, we've been really having a great discussion, and, and the kind of the point is, uh, first of all, of course, to shine a light on what is going on in Cleantech in San Diego, which is phenomenal, but for everybody who's listening who doesn't live in San Diego to say, wow, I wonder if we could create something like that in our community. If you want to learn more and if you want to kind of follow along as we're talking with Lisa and Jason, don't close this tab in your web browser. Keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com, but maybe open a new tab in your web browser and go to cleantechsd.org. Actually, cleantechsandiego.org, guys, help me out on that one. Let's see. That's right. Yeah, cleantechsandiego.org. Check it out. We're, we're looking at some of the things on their website. And, uh, and talking in more detail. Jason, one of the things that I found really interesting, I was kind of not expecting this, was that advanced biofuels is actually listed as one of the reasons why San Diego leads. And I typically think of biofuels as something that we see in agricultural communities. I know the Central Valley of California is doing a lot there. But I'm anxious to learn more about how this is uh, coming to fruition in San Diego. Tell our listeners more about what's happening in biofuels in San Diego. Sure. This is actually a really exciting program that we're working on as a region. Um, currently, today, our region has around 
30 biofuels companies, primarily doing research and development here in San Diego. Uh, they employ over 400 people and currently have about 110 uh, direct economic impact on our region. Um, so a significant and growing player for the clean tech sector here in San Diego. As I said earlier, most of the companies here are doing significant amounts of R&D. We've got folks like Kai Bioenergy, Palma Green Fuels, uh, Synthetic Genomics, Sapphire Energy that are receiving very large amounts of both federal and private funding uh, to do biofuels research. And then there's companies like General Atomics who are looking at biofuels as well. Um, and those, all those activities are happening here in San Diego and obviously having a very, impact, a very impactful um, result on the industry. From our perspective, and I, I just want to mention the agricultural component that you brought up, as I mentioned earlier, San Diego sits next to Imperial County, which is the county east of San Diego. Um, and it is an agricultural-based community. And there's already biofuels companies in San Diego that are doing work, doing algae ponds and, and ro growing algae out in Imperial Valley. So there's a, there's a link between a rural community here, a rural community out in Imperial County, and an urban community here doing significant amounts of research. And we're very excited about the linkages between the two counties. From an organizational perspective, one of the things that we see very important, not only to the success of our region, but the to to the success of our organization is the economic development component of this, of this sector, of the clean tech sector here in San Diego. And just to touch briefly on one component of that, I think when we look back and really measure the success of our organization, it will be on the new company formation and the new job creation here in the region. One of the, I think, the biggest pushes behind the clean tech economy throughout the globe is the economic development impact it has on local communities uh, both here in the United States and elsewhere. And as Lisa mentioned earlier, the impetus behind the creation of our organization from the mayor of San Diego's perspective at the time was really around the economic development benefits of this sector. And in the biofuels sector, as we see this industry continuing to grow as, as more funds are being put into the industry, we also need to make sure that we have a workforce that is adequately trained to support the growth of that industry. And just last year, um, just touching really briefly on the IHUB designation around biofuels, we brought together a number of different partners here in San Diego to go after a State of California grant to help us do that, to help us train a workforce to support the biofuels sector. So with our organization, Clean Tech San Diego, Biocom, which is the life science organization here in San Diego, UC San Diego, uh, the San Diego Center for Algae Biotechnology, which is a research organization based out of UC San Diego, but includes a number of different research institutes throughout this, uh, the city, in addition to the San Diego Regional Economic Development Corporation and the San Diego Workforce Partnership, we all came together and really understood the need to make sure that we have a trained workforce in the biofuel space. We put an application into the state of California and won a $4 million grant to create workforce training programs that would support the growth of the industry here in San Diego and in Imperial Valley. And you talked earlier about, uh, talked earlier about I believe, in your, uh, your intro, a template that can be replicated throughout the country. And in biofuels in particular, and in this workforce training program in particular, we're really looking to see this replicated throughout the country. Uh, one of the strong components of this, this program, and I think what makes it and what will make it so successful, is that it is an industry-led initiative. Programs, workforce training programs, curriculum is all being developed really at the hands of the industry so that the, the workforce development professionals and the, the university professionals aren't just going out and creating programs that they think will train the right employees. We're actually making sure that the employers here in San Diego are at the table and can really comment on the programs that are being created to ensure 
that we will train the right people that they um, expect will be needed for their growth. Brilliant. You know, and I know that a lot of people, probably the most high-profile person who's been speaking to this issue is Bill Gates, and he's been talking about, you know, we cannot have an economy that's based on innovation if we don't train a workforce that knows how to innovate, that's been trained to do that. And um, and he's not just focusing on university education, but K-12 through as well. And I think what you're providing, this avenue for you know, chatting with the education professionals and the industry professionals is really important. It, and and it's too bad that it's so unique. I'm hoping it will be much more commonplace soon because the fact is that that's the only way that our education professionals can be, like you said, certain that they are educating a workforce that's ready for the challenges of the 21st century. Um, and, and I know I, I've kind of been a proponent of that with my kids, K through 12 education, and, and I've served on a lot of committees to say, guys, how, what do we have in place to be sure that what you're teaching in a high school science class is applicable to you know, the, the real world of science and applied science that our kids are hoping to get a, a good paying job in. So I think, boy, I, I really hope that if nothing else is replicated nationwide of your work, which I hope it all is, that that component right there, the workforce development piece, you know, is, is implemented because even the, the California Chamber of Commerce is projecting a workforce shortage in the, the best paying jobs that California will have in the next, you know, generation that we're actually going to be importing folks, um, instead of, you know, having a, an indigenous workforce. And that's really sad. So I, I really congratulate you on, on that piece of what you're doing. You know, this, this section that you have on your website, Why San Diego Leads, also has some really exciting stuff about solar power and energy storage as two assets for San Diego. And, of course, the solar piece makes perfect sense. I remember living in San Diego when it was pretty much 72 and beautiful all year round. It was just a gorgeous place to live. San Diego's, you know, one of my favorite places in the world. However, I'm curious to hear more about what San Diego is doing in the field of energy storage. Tell us more about that. Sure, I can um, take that. As Jason mentioned, the region received a designation as an innovation hub for solar energy storage. And that was really a nod to some of the innovation that's occurring in the region around storage. The idea here is we have uh, done a lot of work to create a leadership position in solar, as, as we discussed earlier. We have 181 solar companies. We're the number one solar city. We have more residents here who are installing solar rooftops than anywhere else in the state. And the idea wow. now is to how can we use innovation to make solar more efficient and effective? How can we get more out of, in particular, our solar and renewable energy investment. And that's where storage comes in. And there's no better place than San Diego to look at this issue. Given our leadership and the uh, current cluster that exists here in IT and information technology and material science, those are really the skills and expertise that are needed to solve this question around how can we more effectively store our solar power and wind power. As you know, the sun only shines in the day and the wind blows uh, on its own schedule. And we need access to clean, renewable power on a 
24-7 basis, and we want to figure out ways we can use large batteries and small batteries to store that renewable power, and there's more work being done at UC San Diego, at San Diego State, and with our 30 companies who are looking at energy storage than anywhere else in the country. Really? Yeah. So it's a really exciting area of innovation for the region. Well, that, that is exciting. And the good news for our Go Green Radio listeners is actually, um, in two weeks, we're going to do an entire show on energy storage. And as it turns out, Byron Washam, who is kind of the guru uh, at UC San Diego for this very issue, will be joining us. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and I know you work with him as well, don't you, Lisa? We work very closely, and he is really such a tremendous asset for our region, so that'll be a special show. Well, and we're also in that show, we'll be talking about some of the California public policy around energy storage as well. And and this is the teaser that I'll give you for that, that topic and why I'm excited that San Diego is doing so much with this. You know, there are wind companies and solar companies selling panels and wind turbines left and right, and that is great news. We definitely want to increase our generation capacity. But as Lisa mentioned, uh, you know, it's not sunny all of the time. It's not windy all of the time. But when it is, and, you know, we need to capture whatever we're not using uh, in the transmission lines at the time to be injected into the transmission lines, into the grid, um, when we can. And so I'm just really excited about that show. I know you all will love that. Um, Lisa, I'd love to know a little bit more about the, how you see San Diego and San Diego State, your research facilities, play a role as members of Cleantech San Diego. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll say that one of the really special things about the San Diego region is the number of research institutes that we have here and benefit from. Uh, there are over 80 research institutes in this region, which is astounding. And there were five that were launched just in the past two years. So that intellectual powerhouse is really what powers our innovation economy. There's a wonderful statistic uh, that my our colleagues from the biotech industry use that one in three biotech companies was launched by a UC professor. Holy cow. That's yeah. a great that's a great data point. It's a wonderful thing and we're starting to see that same trend replicate itself in the clean tech sector. So this fluid relationship that we really need to have and grow between our universities where which are this is the seat of innovation and the private sector is what uh it's all about. That's really what's going to allow our region and our state to transition to the promise of an innovation economy. And that's why we think one of the key reasons we have a lead and plan to continue to nurture our lead is because of this intellectual power we have with our research institutes and our universities. That is fantastic, Lisa. We've got to take a quick commercial break, but folks, don't go away because we've got more. We're going to be talking a little bit more about Clean Tech San Diego and some of the member benefits that they have. Again, if you don't live in San Diego, the, the point of this is to think about how you might look at replicating the success story that Clean Tech San Diego has created in your own community. Uh, don't go away, folks. We've got much more right after this. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Tolvanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Tolvanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Healing occurs from the inside out. To awaken and activate the body's healing mechanisms, your emotions and thought patterns must be addressed and aligned with your truth. These concepts are discussed in detail on The Light Within, Awakening the Inner Healer, with host Joan Jacobs. We'll introduce you to a new way to interpret and address your body's language of symptoms and how to turn disease into a platform of profound personal growth. Tune in to The Light Within, live every Saturday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Starting June 6th, our show moves to Mondays at 10 a.m. Be sure to tune in at our new time. Go inside the world of PR with PR Insider, hosted by public relations expert Maureen Kettis. Maureen will speak to the world's highest profile PR pros from the fields of marketing, advertising, and sales. And PR Insider will feature renowned members of the media as special guests. Maureen will give you a VIP access pass, including tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. PR Insider with Maureen Kettis, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. If you're just joining us or if you joined us late, we've been talking with the CEO of Clean Tech San Diego, Lisa Bicker, and the Vice President and Executive Director of the Clean Tech San Diego Foundation, Jason Anderson. If you'd like more information on their awesome organization, I encourage you to check out their website at www.cleantechsandiego.org. It's a treasure chest of great ideas and innovation that I'm just I'm a, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing. Um, if you joined us late and you wish that you would have uh, been around for the beginning of the broadcast, don't worry, because we rebroadcast our episodes on the Green Living channel of Voice America. If you go to voiceamerica.com and you click on the Green Living button, you can hear a rebroadcast of this episode on Tuesday 
9 a.m. Pacific, noon on the East Coast. Everybody else in Mountain and Central Time, you can do your own math. But if you want to recommend this episode to a friend or listen to it again, that's the way to do it. Now, Lisa, I love the section on your website called Why San Diego Leads. Generally speaking, what is it about the San Diego community that makes it so uniquely and perfectly positioned to lead in the 21st century clean tech economy? Well, Jill, there are a number of things that are special. In addition to our robust research community, which really is ground zero for us in building our innovation economy, we also have a strong history of building economic clusters. You see it in the biotech cluster. There are over 600 biotech companies in the region. There's a tremendous crossover and relationship between biotech and clean tech. We have a robust IT and high-tech sector. There are over 3,000 companies in the San Diego region that are focused on IT and high-tech. Qualcomm is a big name, but we have a number of uh, small and medium-sized businesses that really power our economy and the state's economy. We also have a defense cluster, and all of those clusters really build the foundation for a robust clean tech cluster, and we're delighted to benefit from all of their successes so that we can continue moving San Diego forward. In addition to our cluster work, we have a number of key strategic partners who've shown leadership. And first on that list is our mayor. I would also mention that our utility, SDG&E, has been named the most intelligent utility in the country by Intelligent Utility Magazine for two years in a row. And that really helps us move the ball forward. Uh, We also have a very robust private sector, as we've talked about, with our close to 800 companies. We had a recent success that I'd love to share in the solar manufacturing area. You, You may have your readers and listeners may have noticed that uh, Soytech Solar, which is a German company, recently selected San Diego as its U.S. home base and plans to build a large manufacturing facility here uh, that should employ at least 500 people. Oh, wow. That's huge. And where in the county is that going to be located? They're still looking at that, but just uh-huh. to kind of um, put a little more color around the story. It's another great example of what is special about San Diego. Soytech Solar was is a small, was initially a small concentrating solar company that went to UC San Diego and UC San Diego took a bet as part of its research and uh, installed a few of these uh, high-tech solar panels on campus and were so pleased with their results that they then started introducing Soytech to organizations like ours, Cleantech San Diego and uh, the regional EDC, and said, this company is showing us some success. We want to help push their products out to market. And uh, the long and short of it is they developed a strong relationship with SCG&E, and after running a very robust year-long contest and looking at a number of other states in the southwest region, selected California and selected San Diego. And I'm so pleased with that because in these times when it's really easy to focus on uh, whether it's difficult to do business in California, we proved them wrong here. 
this mm-hmm. company selected San Diego and selected California, and we're going to see at least 500 new high-tech jobs in our region in the next couple of years. That's amazing. I love it. You guys have already accomplished so very much, and I just I can't imagine what the future holds for your organization and for your community, but I'll bet you have a pretty clear vision for what Cleantech San Diego will be accomplishing over the next five years. When you look into your crystal ball, where do you see the organization and where do you see the San Diego community five years down the road? Well, my my hope and my vision for our community is best embodied in our newest and most exciting initiative, and that initiative is called Smart City San Diego. And again, it goes to our core values. It's a partnership, and this is a partnership between our utility, SDG&E, UC San Diego, the City of San Diego, GE, General Electric, and Cleantech San Diego. And the essence of this partnership is to create a vision and create a work plan to ensure that San Diego sets the measurable standard in the United States around sustainability and the smart grid. And it's a really exciting initiative where we want to use technology to improve people's lives and decrease our energy and carbon footprint here. Wow. That's that's a big, audacious goal, and I love it. I'm a big fan of big, audacious goals, and uh, that's, that's just so inspiring. You know, we have about one minute left before we have to say goodbye to you all, and I hope we'll have you on again soon to talk about some of the, the new achievements that you've had. But um, what would you like to leave our listeners with? I'd love to leave our listeners with um, a feeling of hope and pride and confidence that San Diego is starting to make a name for itself, and we're starting to see measurable results. And we have a ways to go, but we are committed and dedicated. And our goal is to ensure that every citizen and every business has the opportunity to grow, and we start to see more green jobs, and we see them across our economic specter in high-wage and working-wage positions. I love it. That's a great vision, and and I'm just so proud of what you all are doing. Um, I'm I'm just so excited, and I hope that those of our listeners who are living in other areas where they'd love to see a similar economic development and innovation hub happening in their own area will check out your website at www.cleantechsandiego.org and glean from that website what they can uh, to create some similar collaboration and teamwork in their local community. Thanks so much for joining us, Lisa and Jason. Thanks so much for joining us. Go Green Radio listeners. We're going to be back same time, same place next week. We actually have a guest who is a doctoral student at the University of Delaware who is studying the carbon impact of carbonated beverages. Wow, that's something I didn't think about incorporating into my environmental footprint is actually if if I'm drinking carbonated beverages. So we're going to find out more about that next week. So till then, have a great week and go green.
Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week. 